Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we've asked Sharina Perry to come back and chat with us today. As you may know, Sharina is the inventor of Utopia Plastics and CEO of distribution and creation companies, Utopia Genetics and Utopia Solutions, both based in Oklahoma City. She currently has patents pending for this plant-based alternative for petroleum-based plastics. Sharina first joined us on the podcast in 2020 to talk about the origins of her invention, her early days as an entrepreneur, and her hopes and dreams for her kids and the next generation of creators. So I am super excited to see where you are today, expand on our conversation from last time, and so much more. Thank you for being here, Sharina. Thank you so much for having me, Kirsten. Yes, so let's dive right in. It's nice to be back. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes, we had so much left over to talk about from last time. So I'm glad this came together. And it was 2020 when we spoke last time. So much has changed. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, um, I think we had moved into our first office location. We're now in, we just moved to our um, corporate office headquarters. We've had, this is our third move in uh, the three years. So this is, we moved here to expand our um, corporate accounts management team and in-house personnel. So thankfully we've outgrown everywhere we've been, so. And you're still growing. So I'm so excited to hear about that. <laughs> when we last talked, um, we talked about how you are known as the rerouter, that you've never met an obstacle you couldn't reroute around, which I'm sure has been especially relevant with all the moves that you just mentioned and so much more. Um, this also was especially true in 2020 when the world felt so uncertain. You were quoted saying that it doesn't take a chemist to solve a world problem. Paired with hard work and passion, we all have the skills to make a difference. Do these words still resonate with you and your company? Absolutely. I, um, I think now more than ever, um, like we talked about, 2020 was a catalyst, kind of a, a shift to us really focusing on in this, our space sustainability, but it's fast forward three years and what's been necessary and required. And I'm often sharing how we need to rethink how we use our natural resources, how we've led with education, how we've um, continued to give a more expanded thought. I had a conversation with the manufacturer yesterday, a seasoned manufacturer, and he said after he had um, attended a sustainability conference and then met with us, he really realized that what he had seen for decades really had to have a different approach. And that's kind of what we, we're, we're leading in that and trying to be a part of um, making sure that, that that transition as we change, as we're impacting and making as many people as aware as we possibly can. Absolutely. And what you're doing is so important for the next generation. So I'm so glad you are leading the charge in that. Um, I'm also sure some things have maybe stayed the same since the last time we talked, even though you've had big changes too. Some big happenings that I've seen um, is your exciting partnership with IndyCar Racing. Speaking of being a leader in this field, you were also selected as the top inventor of the year. Your picture was featured literally on Times Square's billboard. <laughs> you were featured on Forbes, 
Forbes Top 10 Women to Watch Globally, and so many more well-deserved awards and achievements. But I'd love to hear from you which accomplishments you are most proud of over from the last few years. You know, um, when I spoke with, with you before, Kirsten, there was there was a lot of work in the education space in getting people to hear us, um, hear what we were sharing, hear what we were doing. I think the biggest accomplishment is that's become an easier process now. As Utopia Plastics continues to make its way to being a household name, um, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that actually occur. I love that. And people are people are getting to know you. They're getting to know your product. Um, your passion and enthusiasm is always contagious. And I'm sure they feel that too as they're welcoming in new product lines. So that is just awesome. So the theme for our chat today is giving back. Being that Thanksgiving is right around the corner, we loved hearing from several local leaders about what they are thankful for and how they are giving back. And we would love to hear from you as well on the many ways that Utopia Plastics gives back to the community. Well, for one, sustainability for us isn't only about <clears throat> the impact that we make on our environment, how we reduce the number of materials. Sustainability is also really a focused around the positive impact we make on society and the positive impact we make um, on our economy. So the way that we do it is in at the very core of the business model we exist in. We are a sustainable business. We seek to intentionally create opportunities by making sure that um, there is diversity, equity, and opportunity, that we also make sure that we're putting ourselves in a position to educate our young people to show up, to constantly, whether, I mean, that's one of my favorite places to be, is really to be able to work with young people and give presentations around what we're doing with Utopia Plastics, and also to actually physically be a part of committees, being a part of um, being an active part of the Oklahoma Innovation District STEM and workforce development, being one of those founding members, also being a part of the Governor's Minority Council to assist making sure that minorities have access to resources, to also working with individuals, individual business owners. But I think it's also in the core of we're a team of stewards so what we do is in the in what our actions we take every day to show up um, and to be present. And that's really what Utopia is. It's a it's a group of individuals who are stewards that have come together that are making an impact. And they're really driving force and leadership behind making sure that our planet is still here and sustainable and growing and thriving for the next generation. So I would say that's a big bottom line of the way that your company gives back is that you're looking out um, to make sure that our planet is still livable for the next generations. Oh, absolutely. I um, That's why I say it's, I get, I tell people, and I think I even shared it then, 
I get to wake up every day and know that I'm in the business of doing good. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just knowing that everything we do, and it's because we're intentional about it. Yes. Our motto is we do not create problems as we solve them. So if we're seeking to make sure that we do not create problems and we are intentional about bringing forth solutions, we're able to be effective at what we do. Absolutely, absolutely. As you think back on your own career, who comes to mind as the biggest inspiration, um, a mentor or a role model in your own life? You know, um, first I would have to say it's my parents. And I know that that kind of is a little bit cliche, but I believe that it was the intentionality of my parents in they were good stewards. My parents at the core of who they were, rooted in faith, they um, led by example, they were hard workers, they um, reared us uh, in a way that um, I was able to become the woman that I am today. So that, and then I think there's also that extended family that is an integral part of building to that. And then as I move into um, my, some of the early lessons I learned was as I went through the Tomorrow's Leaders program in Norman as a young person, and then being able to work with, I was able to actually shadow Chuck Thompson then. And I, I share that because I can rewind back to then. And that was part of what was the, the example, the learning that was building me to later become an entrepreneur. And then even having some, one is a partner of ours right now, James Stockton, who um, is a financial wealth as well as insurance, longtime business associate, but also was someone I could really kind of cry on his shoulder when I was challenged with certain things. But I've been an entrepreneur for most of my adult life. So that was, there are so many people you encounter. I believe that also our friends are in somewhat, those that are in our inner circle are mentors to us. I, 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 um, I believe that anyone that gives you guidance to help build you to a better person is a mentor. And that is, so I'm always looking for those people in my life. I've never actually physically sought out an individual to say, hey, will you mentor me or uh, to use that term because I never saw my life as just my career. Mm -hmm. You know, mentoring was, I needed spiritual guidance. Mm -hmm. I needed to be a good mother. So that may be a close friend that is also, or a parent at the school that I befriend that I'm able to talk to. And then it is those in business. And there are people that we encounter, whether they're associates in business or people that come to work for us. I even, in so many, anywhere that I'm lacking, I'm open to a mentor. And I, because I'm, I'm always thinking that there's an opportunity for growth. 
Absolutely. And it's very clear you are a growth-minded person or you wouldn't be where you are today. So I think that's very apparent. So many things you just said. I mean, one thing that resonated with me, and I think of a lot of women in leadership, is that you are not just what you do. You are so many, there are so many parts of you and so many ways you have to perform, um, so many demands on your life that I think are unique to women in leadership, that you're not just an inventor. You're not just a CEO. You are also a mother and a friend and a grandmother. And so, you know, so many, so many roles that are very important. Um, so I love that you touch on the different ways to grow, um, that it's not just being a business leader, that it's, um, that spiritual growth is what sustains a lot of us. And I think in particular women. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I will say, you know, we do these things and I'm, we're hoping we get it right. And I didn't get it right early. And I don't think that I had my priorities in line right. You know, my intentions were good. You know, we, we're doing things or making these sacrifices because we say we're making a better life for our family and our children. But I missed out on a lot of things by not having the proper balance. And at this point, point in my life journey, I've learned what really gives me balance. And that is the priorities, the um, the the order that I set my priorities. Um, my spirit has to be fed first. And then um, family and those that I love and that are close. And then my business and then community where you don't hear that a lot. There's, um, but, and then we feel like we are not showing up for family. And for me, it was that same thing. You know, it's like, I'm away. Mom's gone a lot or not available. And I'm saying I'm doing it because it's for the family. But at the same time, I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling conflicted because I am away. And I think that that's something that not only are we challenged with is working mothers or working parents. I won't just isolate it to mothers. But then we're challenged with that as an entrepreneur because it's so much more to building something than it is operating in something that exists to be build it and then have to put all that in in place. So I putting my spirit first allowed me to have the mental, um, this physical as well as the right thought processes to be able to show up. And then communicating that and making sure my family and my children knew that I was present, that I, if they needed mom, I would be there. And then my business, because if I don't show up for my business, I don't have some of the resources that may be asked of me in community, right? I don't have the time. And so what I learned to do is really set those priorities and learning to embrace saying no, or I can't. And I think sometimes we think, oh, we just need to be there. We just need to, um, we take on more than we have time for and energy for on our plate. I work to be the exact opposite. I am one, only going to show up if I know that 
um, or take a seat if I know that I have value to add. And then that I make sure that I have the time, energy and resources available to give it 100%. If I do not, that means I need to forego or leave that seat or don't take that seat and allow somebody that does have that to be there. And that's taking ownership of where I am in my life day to day. It taking ownership of where I'm at in my business. I'm always keep taking stock because balance is so important to me. And those order of things help me keep balance. And I'm sure that's what keeps your spark of creativity alive when you protect that balance, when you protect your spirit and when that's the priority. Um, because when you're drained and just run to the ground, there's no way to keep all of that alive. And something you said even about saying no to some things, um, I ironically was just listening to um, in, uh, Oprah interviewed on a podcast with Cheryl Strayed. And she said the most powerful lesson she learned in her life was that sometimes a no is just the door to a big yes, because what you say no to protects your space so you can give a stronger yes to bigger priorities, to bigger opportunities. So I love that you mentioned that because that is a powerful lesson. It's a hard one to learn and to practice every day. Um, but that I'm sure is what protects, like we said, your, your spark of creativity, you're an inventor, you're a builder, you have to have that space to thrive. Oh man, I, it is so valuable. And I, I would say, oh, I wish I learned the lesson sooner, but through life and life journey, I'm always looking for what was the lesson. And so I can stand firm today and say, I mean, all things happen the way they do for, um, for purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just glad I had the opportunity to learn it. Um, and that I really now could understand the true value of time, the value of my relationships, I'm showing up better in them. And so it's good. And I'm sure you are just totally unaware of the multitudes of people you are inspiring as a mentor, just even as they hear you talk through these processes. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I love following you on social media. I know so many others do too. You recently had a post about the gender disparities in tech fields, but also made mention that men can still be allies to women in the field. I really like what you said, that you intentionally look for areas of progress and forward movement. And you said, thank you to the many men who have showed up in support of the vision for Utopia and have chosen, chosen something bigger than themselves. So I'd love to hear from you. What would you say to girls, young women, um, even women in leadership right now who um, are maybe contemplating tech careers or looking at tech opportunities in their own field, but might be intimidated about being the only woman in the room. Everyone has their unique gifts. I don't think that that exists behind a veil of being a woman or a man or being um, an, any racial group. I believe that our gifts are all unique and they have value. So, and never to let anyone cause you, not only 
we there's this thing where people have, you know, not only do other people might cause someone to feel that way, but we hear this term often, this imposter synd syndrome, where people don't feel like that they are valuable enough to be there. Mm -hmm. I say, wherever you are, you deserve to be there and own it. If it is a part of your gift and a part of your why, walk into it. If it's not good for you, if it's not serving you, if it's not filling you, don't continue to fight it. But I think that um, I've spent my entire entrepreneurial journey has been in male dominated industries. Yeah, so, but I never had um, a feeling that I was unworthy. I acknowledged that I was the only woman in the room often the only minority in the room as well. And again, like I mentioned earlier, I always knew I had value to bring in the room. I always, and then uh, there's something there for me. If I bring value, it's a mutual benefit that's there. And I always have believed that I could do anything that I set my mind to because of how I'm created. I mean, I'm, 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 I have all the expanse of glory that exists and that um, God gave us these gifts and he wants us to use them and ultimately to his glory. I mean, to think about if we all just took the approach, not in comparison to anyone else, but that when we came together, we thought my gifts are so significant my gifts are so valuable. The work that I do is so valuable. This person here, this company here, this learning institution here needs me. Mm -hmm. And I need them to continue to expand and see the ultimate value of my gift. And so that's, if everyone believed that the change they want to see existed in them, if they trusted the process, if they had faith, if they put in the effort, I believe that, and I am watching, I am watching, and you are, you're right, I do hear the stories of those that are inspired. And those individuals who develop this boldness, and now they have what I call is permission to be who they are. And they existed though behind these um, ideologies or these thoughts that they could not. And now they see that it's within them and their power to do something. That really excites me. It, I mean, ultimately, I feel like that's the, um, I can't change hearts and minds, but I can share my story. I can um, share the thoughts of what helped me to continually move to being a better version of Sharina every day. Um, and those are real conversations I have with myself. I'm my worst critic. Um, I don't live my life though through the lens of others or what others, because the reality is, is that when we come to really know ourselves, when we're challenging ourselves to our own greatness, 
we will be our biggest cheerleader and we will be our biggest critic. And it's all designed to help to get to a better version of who we need to be. Absolutely. Well, everything you said is just golden. That was that was wonderful. It's exactly what I needed to hear today. And I think so many of us listening as well that because that ego, you know, can be used for good or bad. But if we come to the table with those inherent gift mindset, um, that's everything. That's all you need. So um, I just love thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Utopia Plastics has made some fantastic strides, but I know you're always looking to the future. I'd love to hear from you what your goals for the company are for the next few years. Well, um, one, and I've said it and I'll continue to say it because I believe it is true. Um, there will come a time when Utopia Plastics will be a household name. But one of my goals is to continue to expand in the education about really what we're doing. We're not just creating a product. One, we're setting a model that we believe is sustainable for the future of what business can look like through community models and participation and also in the space of circularity as well as um, truly building sustainable models where um, you have partners. The other thing is, is that we see the future of utopia plastics really kind of being a material that lends to providing better performance and environmental impacts so better mechanical and environmental impacts for other materials as we continue to work to develop solutions for our clients through um, developing other materials with Utopia as the base material for it. So I, I feel like we're really going to be in a position where we change the future of what polymers look like. Mm, absolutely. And I am excited to take a front row seat to seeing some of those things. I have no doubt you will reach those goals as a company. And as we talked about earlier, you are not just what you do in your professional life. So outside of work, what does giving back look like for you and your family? So um, like, as I mentioned, it's, it's weird. It's, how would I say it? When I walk out these doors of my office, I'm still Sharina, right? And so when I'm giving back in the time that we um, we give. And I just, I'm surrounded by people that give every day, whether it's their time, whether it's their resources. Um, I, I think just at the core, it's being a steward in every part of your life. So I, I don't know that I really know how to define what it, it says to give back when you're always giving, mm. if that makes sense. Because mutual benefit, I'm never looking for what can Sharina receive. I'm always looking at what can Sharina give and what do I have to give? 
And so my giving and my sharing is my part of my, if I were to say the give back, mm -hmm. you know, the, the time, um, the resources, and I'm a, um, I move a little bit in a way that if I'm not going to announce in the street or through a megaphone of what I do, because it's not about me. I, you know, it's, I can share the work I've done or what I do, but ultimately I'm showing up to give a gift or allow God to use me in a way that I'm planting a seed and I'm watering it for God to cause that to grow with that person. And that's them and God. So it's not about me. My reward is in the one I've shown up for God to use me. And then as a result of that, God continues to bless my efforts. And then he'll bring to me who I need and what I need for the accomplishment of what he needs to his glory. Hmm. So um, I'm not a person that really, I do a lot, but I don't keep a tally or a track in that way. And I, I could say what I do, but I don't view it that way. Hmm. I do it's every day is giving hmm. when I, cause I never, I just never show up to receive. I'm never showing up in a what's in it for me mentality. I, that, I don't, I don't know that I could even wrap my head around that thought. Hmm because it's not how I think. I'm, it's just not how I think. No, and that's refreshing. I mean, this podcast is airing with Thanksgiving around the corner and you bring up a good point that we don't need to just be thinking about gratitude and giving back and being helpful in our community only around Thanksgiving time. It's a good reminder season but looking at your life and the whole calendar year through the attitude of service and give back and adding value um, to people in your own communities and your own circles, that's a very refreshing way to just live your life as a, as a servant um, to your community. You know, I, um, I'm not, um, I will share, I'm, I've never really celebrated the holidays I never have and I, I don't have any um thought about anyone who does or doesn't but the origin of different things really I researched the origin of anything before I adopted into being a part of my life and void of traditions and customs I just I've never really attached to that um, so for me, there are 
daily, every day, I look for ways to, and that when I say I look, I look for ways to have gratitude. When I walk out my door, and even in a storm, a physical storm, to be grateful for the rain, to be grateful for the air, to find gratitude for whatever it is that is positive. Even in a challenge in my life or something I'm navigating through, I'm looking for the positive. And in that it's what's the lesson that's to be learned. It has um, that mindset helps me one, not dwell in problems. Hmm. It helps me to not get lost in insignificant things that don't really matter. Um, it helps me to keep things in perspective as far as um, where I place. It helps me avoid many challenges and drama because I'm, if I'm learning the lesson and I'm seeing signs of similarity, how do I continue to move forward? Um, so I, I just, that's, that's just kind of always been, I mean, that's been my mindset for most, I mean, from what I can remember in my life, but the depth of it has just grown as I get older, as um, joys become or how joy manifests in life. Um, but with, there's so much we could get lost in. Mm -hmm. There's so many challenges in the world. Even when I look at the time of, I try to keep a balance in it too. And I, and I say this, because while I can be, as, as I celebrate a Thanksgiving, there's oftentimes that our family's free. And so we don't miss the opportunity for, to come together for the time that's there. But I also don't forget those who have lost loved ones that are missing them during that holiday season to be prayerful for them and mindful of them that while we may celebrate and we may have um, be in a different situation, some are struggling. And so I don't get lost in any of those because I'm always kind of focused on the bigger picture of it all. You know, it's um, more life for me is so much more than a date. It is the, the giving, this is the giving and what's deemed as the giving, the gratitude, time of year as we come to the end. And yet many people are challenged during this time, right? Mm -hmm. So my goal is to 
just be an encouragement and just, you know, really don't get lost in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really live in and exist in what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Well said. And as you mentioned, it is um, a muscle that we have to work out because I don't think that that attitude of gratitude that you're mentioning is our default mode as humans. <laughs> and especially when we feel like we're in the pressure cooker of the date, you know, and the expectations, and then you still have your work and family obligations. I don't think that that's our default mode that just happens to bubble up in our spirit. So really practicing that and looking for external reasons, those big picture reasons to be grateful for where you are in life, for who you're surrounded with, for what you've intentionally placed as your mission in your life, keeping focused on those things, I imagine can really help us navigate through, you know, kind of the stress of these Hallmark holidays, but also as a guiding light in our own life for our own goals. And then to be that role model for our families and our coworkers and our friends and everyone else that that's what matters at the end of the day. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, yeah, I, I am so, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that, um, of the place that I stand and where I am and what I've experienced through my life. And I'm grateful for the people that are in my life. I'm grateful for the people who have come, those who have been sent, those who have been assigned to me. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a mom to amazing young adults and that God saw in me to entrust me with their care. Um, I'm grateful to be a Mimi, you know, to an um, amazing little guy that really thinks I'm his buddy and like really enjoys it. And so it's, there's, um, I'm grateful for, to have the opportunity to be a sister, a daughter, um, a partner, a mate, and just to be able to have the opportunity to experience those relationships and being, um, knowing what it feels like to be a good friend because I desire to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And then knowing what it is to be a good leader because I desire to be a good leader. And um, to have people, I think the real success of anything and what we intentionally seek to do is in the fruit that it bears. And I would say that, um, I am, I bear good fruit and that my, um, the work that I do and who I am has, is yielding good. Mm -hmm. 
That is something to be proud of. And I know that's what we're all searching for at the end of the day. We just need to keep our eyes on that um, and let that guide us through. Sharina, this has been unbelievably inspiring. This is why I was looking forward to speaking with you today. And I know our listeners um, feel the same way. You are a shining light in your community, in your business. Um, We love following the progress of what you're doing to make our planet a better place. Um, But hearing really the internal motivations is just so inspiring. So thank you so much for talking with us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) Absolutely. And for those of you listening, you can find more about Utopia Plastics at utopiaplastics.com or please follow Sharina Perry on Facebook as well. Thanks everybody and join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.